Welcome to episode number one of the Four Animals, Four Earth podcast. Today we're talking to Brooke in Edmond, Oklahoma. The simple takeaway from today's conversation is to cook more of our own meals using fresh fruits and veggies that are grown in the earth. Why? Well, because there's an unspoken connection that occurs when we prepare our food this way. It nourishes our bodies, but also our minds and our souls. And naturally, it deepens our connection to the earth and to the environment around us. For detailed show notes and a couple of simple ways to get started, visit our website at fouranimalsforearth.com slash podcast slash one. Hi there, this is Brandy, and you're listening to the Four Animals for Earth podcast. This is a space where we inspire each other to take small steps every day to live a more conscious life, helping animals and the planet while we do it. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's all take a deep breath and let's get started. That's, you know, I, that's why I love getting out in earth where you can really get connected with what you're eating and get connected with yourself and, and really be aware of those little subtle things. Cause your body will tell you when something's not right. That was Brooke Freeman. Brooke is a nutritional health coach, a mom and wife to her husband, Mike, who she recently started a nonprofit with called the natural freedom farm. Brooke and Mike have a deep passion for helping people bring natural, organically grown foods into their lives, and they actually teach them how to grow that food for themselves. I love watching Brooke on Instagram. She's at Essentially Infused Home. She's so grounded and so inspiring. She makes life honestly look simple and fun. It makes you question, why not get out there and get my hands dirty? I think you'll enjoy the talk today. Let's dive in. We're living in a little bit of a crazy time right now where um, the coronavirus is basically, you know, lurking invisibly all around us. And there's a certain level of fear and anxiety, I think, in all of us. You know, some of us, it's a little more above the surface maybe, and some it's a little below the surface, but I think in general, everyone is carrying some level of fear. Um, I know you and I have talked about what's going on right now, and you have a, a slightly more optimistic view of what's happening, and I wonder if we could start off by uh, talking about that a little bit. I'm just such a big um, believer that food is medicine and that our bodies were really built and created to heal itself. And so it has the capabilities of fighting off viruses and fighting off germs, but we just have to give our bodies the ability to do that. We have to nourish it and feed it and treat it well so that it is able to do what it it's meant to do. It's meant to keep us going and keep us alive and keep us healthy. And um, a lot of times people just don't take care of themselves as well. And so then we're not able to fight off these viruses as, as easily as we should be able to. So 
you know, everything that's going on, I've really kept a pretty light spirit about it that we'll, we'll be fine. We're, we're going to eat our vegetables and we're going to get some fresh air outside and do the things that we've always been doing. And I feel like if you are proactively taking care of yourself, um, then your body is strong enough to, to overcome these things that we face on a day to day when we get in the midst of other people that are sick or all germs that pop up. So um, I just, I feel confident in the way that we live and the way that we treat our bodies and we're not perfect by any means, but uh, we definitely have the tools that we need to keep our bodies healthy through, through things that come our way. Yeah. I love that viewpoint of, you know, feeling empowered by, knowing that you are living, you know, mm -hmm. as healthy as you can, you know, as realistically as you can. You mentioned the tools that you turn to, and I think you mean kind of like immune boosters. Yeah. I wonder what are some of those tools that are, you know, that you kind of keep in your back pocket? Um, we always just turn to herbs and fresh fruits and vegetables. That's kind of our main thing. Um, I just really feel like when you are getting in earth and taking what, what grows in earth, um, that that is so healing for our body and it gives it so much strength, um, that we are able to, to keep an optimal health. Um, and then we also do, you know, just fresh air and just moving and getting outside at any time like today, it's probably just in the low seventies. Our windows are open. Our doors are open. We're getting fresh air. We're going outside. The boys are always outside playing. And so we're just constantly being out in nature and in the sun whenever we can. Um, we use essential oils. I love my essential oils. They're like my medicine cabinet. <laughs> when when uh, people usually will just go and grab a Tylenol Advil, I'm like, which oil do I need? So like, it's like my go-to thing. Um, and then we're always just turning mostly to food though, for our health. One of the things I love about you guys is that you guys grow a ton of your own food. And listening to you describe this symbiotic relationship that our bodies have, I mean, our bodies and our souls have with the earth is such a simple and, and grounded idea, yet at the same time, really profound. I mean, maybe it's because like I'm a you know, human being living in the middle of a big city that it it seems so profound to me. But I think uh, for a lot, many, many people, at least in the yeah. United States, we've kind of lost that relationship that you describe oh, that is this symbiotic union between our bodies and the earth. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And I feel like that's where most of our health issues have come from. We've completely disconnected from where our food comes from. And a lot, most of us don't even eat food that comes from earth anymore. We eat food that comes, that was created in some factory somewhere and packaged. And so our food doesn't, or our bodies don't know how to process that and how to handle and use that. It's just some foreign object. And so we've now see, you know, obesity and diabetes and heart disease and cancer and all these things that we shouldn't be having such high rates of. Um, and it's because we, we don't, we no longer eat from earth. 
we we eat from packages and so our whole goal with me as a health coach and just as our family is really teaching people and helping people to get back to the dirt and the sun and real food so I love that you guys model an example of that. You know, you're not only out there trying to teach other people how to do it, but it it, it seems as if you are, you know, constantly learning yourselves yes. and constantly evolving your mm-hmm. way of doing it. Yeah. I think that you guys have started a nonprofit that has a lot to do with this, yes. right? Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, Our nonprofit is Natural Freedom Farm. And we, I get this question a lot. Oh, do you have a farm? No, not yet. I am projecting that into the future. (laughs) We're we're currently working in our backyard. Um, But it's the whole thing of, uh, we just really want to help our community and our neighbors learn that that you can be healthy, that you can take control of your own health, that you can get back to nature and eat from nature and it can be so healing and refreshing for your body. Um, And our nonprofit is open for everybody, but I really feel a passion to focus on young kids and teenagers because that is such a huge, for one, they're our future. And so I would love to see a generational change of us getting back to earth. Um, And two, that's just a huge population of, of um, our generation that is obese, high rate of diabetes already as young kids, um, we're seeing this and it just shouldn't be happening. Our young children, 10, 14 years old, shouldn't be having diabetes. And so we really want to influence those around us, um, to just learn how to, to heal their bodies and to eat well and to grow. And so our, Right now, we just have our, our backyard garden, and so we are doing as much as we can with going out and feeding communities, and we plan having a little kids' event where the kids can come and build their own garden boxes and plant some seeds in their garden boxes, so just things like that, um, and then once we do get our farm, I want to have um, schools come, like for field trips, and learn how to garden, and learn how to pick from the garden, and churches can come and just things like that. I want to have cooking classes and Bible studies and all just kind of be revolved around God and earth and just getting back to that grounding space. Mm, I love that. I love it. I wish I lived close enough for us to come over (laughs) and do that. I know. Wouldn't that be awesome? (laughs) That would be really awesome. Um, The, you know, reaching, reaching out to the kids is such a, big opportunity, I guess. You know, I think about how everything with the environment as adults, we definitely need to take control, you know, and make a difference for ourselves and for the earth. But the reality is that it's going to be, I assume if things continue the way they are now, uh, it's going to be significantly more painful for our kids, you know, when they're living here on this earth. And to your point, the more children that we can raise with a conscious view of everything going on around us, I guess it, it, it better prepares them to be able to handle the reality that will probably be mm-hmm. theirs mm-hmm. when they're our age. Yeah. 
you know, I love that you're doing this in your community and you're bringing people in to share your mission. Have you found that your community is ready? I mean, are people apt to join or do you still, you find yourself still having to be out there kind of like drumming up interest? Um, There's definitely a group of people that are like just craving the education and the knowledge. Um, And I, and I, what I'm seeing a lot is since it's a nonprofit, our goal is to, to give away this healthy food. And so people are loving that because I hear so much that like, I want to eat healthy, but I can't afford it because there's just this big um, thought behind organic food that it's unreachable for some people that people can't afford it. And so I think, I think people get trapped in this thinking that I'll never be healthy because I only have a certain budget for the groceries for the month. And so this is, people are really loving, like thinking, oh, I can eat this way. I can eat healthy. I can grow my own garden and I won't have a grocery bill for produce and fruit, you know? Um, And I can come out to this like garden space and I can pick what my family needs. And so people are loving that aspect, but there's also, I mean, people want to learn. People don't, they, like our generation, we weren't taught how to garden, you know, like I ate poorly. Most people my age when they were younger ate poorly. And so what that we were, we're just continuing that trend. And, um, and so people don't know how to garden. So I hear all the time, like, I would love to do that, but I don't know how. So this is a great opportunity for people to, to get that knowledge and to see like, it can be done. I don't have to be a professional gardener. I am not a professional gardener. I'm literally just throwing seeds out and I'm like, whatever grows, let's eat it. And if it doesn't work, we'll try something else. I'm very, very like relaxed about our gardening skills. And people ask me questions. Oh, well, well, how does this grow? What does this need? I'm like, I don't know. Just throw the seeds down. (laughs) Throw the seeds down. It'll be fine. God will take care of it. The earth will grow and all will be well. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's funny because I was thinking when you were talking earlier how I could use some gardening lessons around here. I've tried it twice with planter boxes and uh-huh. both times we had no luck but we're yeah. we keep we're keeping kind of at it and, and we're even talking about um trying to plant some milkweeds even to help um monarch butterflies so just like mm-hmm. a food garden a little I mean, we have plants but it's yes. like landscaping around the house you know it's a little more um like what we're talking about. I would love to learn how to do a little better. It might be a watering issue too much water because a lot of times with the boxes, if it's not draining well, they might be drowning out your seeds or your roots. So that could be a possibility. Okay. That is possible. It's possible. And honestly, it could be a water issue on both sides of the coin because it could also be the fact that we're in California and I'm not sure we remember the water. It's tough. It's tough. The watering issue is probably the biggest challenge. Um, Cause I mean, seeds will grow if they got heat and some water, then they'll grow. Um, but yeah, cause we, we killed some um, cucumber plants last year. Cause during our tornado season, I mean, it just like, they got drenched and it wasn't draining properly. And so they were just like soaked for months. So yeah, we killed them all off. But so, so then we learned the next year, okay, now we need to like do this or maybe plant them somewhere else. And so we just make adjustments. We 
enjoy it and play with it and make a big deal about it and just hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and I love that you said, you know, we kind of put it in God's hands, you know, it's kind of like, Hey, it's the earth. It's God. Let's put it out there and, and let it grow. You know, um, you mentioned working with people and how the, um, I guess default for a lot of us has been eating foods that don't naturally come for the earth and buying organic, uh, does have a certain, um, barrier to it when you're shopping in the grocery store with the prices of things. And I wonder with the, um, people that you've been working with, you find that there's often a pretty common similarity and where you can start with people to start shifting their current health and their current eating to something that's a little more, um, healthy, I guess is the word I'm looking for a little more nutritional, a little better for their bodies. Is, are there, are there common themes that you're finding a lot of people? Um, I'm finding that a lot of people don't eat fresh and I think they, um, think it's too expensive. Um, especially because they hear that it needs to be organic. And so um, they they tend to just do more of the, you know, packaged, packaged items. Um, but so like when I take people to the store and I'm say, I say, okay, all of this, all of this fresh stuff is 50 bucks or whatever it is, like they're shocked. And they're shocked about how far that will actually go because I'm, I understand there's a lots of budget issues. That's probably the number one issue, budget and time. And so um, I really like to say, okay, let's get five or six ingredients and let's make multiple meals with those ingredients. And so that way you're, you're watching your budget, you're eating fresh, and then you're only having to cook or prep one time and you can have multiple meals for that one prep time. Um, and I think people are shocked about how good it is to eat that way, to eat clean, to eat fresh, um, how well they feel after eating that way and how long it, like how far it actually will stretch them. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, you know, buying everything together and then cooking it together so that it doesn't go bad. You know, I think a big part of fresh food, right, is that it sits in the refrigerator Mm -hmm. and then after about a week, a lot of it is, has already gone bad. Yeah. Uh, so then do you have them freeze the meals and then heat so, them up? Um, they, it depends on how, how many people they're feeding. So I've had a client where it's just her and her husband. And yes, then we'll need to like freeze some things. Um, but if it's a family of four or five, then typically what we prep will last the week um, and it'll stay fresh. So because I'm big at you know, we'll, we'll prep like for a stir fry, let's say for an example. Well, then you can use those same vegetables and throw on some lettuce and have a salad the next day with it. And then you can use some of those vegetables and make a soup the next day with it. So if it's a bigger family, we'll typically grab a, you know, a few ingredients, like five, six ingredients, and then we'll do multiple things with those. And that will typically last the whole week. 
And then you can also make enough so that you have leftovers for lunch the next day, because that's what we always do. We make enough so that we can heat it up the next morning and put it in a thermos and give it to the kids for lunch, or my husband can take it to work or whatever. Um, so that way, because people don't want to cook every day. I don't want to cook every day. <laughs> just the cleanup work and the dishes and all of that. So it's nice to just have meals prepped and ready and have a plan. Cause I feel like when there's like, what are we going to eat? Okay, fine. Let's just go pick up a pizza or whatever. And that's when people get into trouble. But if they say, well, we already have our rice cooked. We already have some chicken cooked. We have our vegetables chopped up. Let's just throw that together. And that'll be our dinner tonight. It makes it a lot easier and less likely for people to make irrational fast food choices. So mm, I was thinking when I was preparing for our conversation earlier this week that my way of cooking and eating has changed drastically over the past two years. You know, when I was diagnosed with Graves disease, I had no choice but to drastically change my nutrition. And now I spend an hour a day or more cooking dinner. And uh, amazingly, it's grown to be something that I actually love because I binge watch Netflix while I cook. And, you know, I was trying to remember back to two plus years ago, you know, what what did we eat? I, I don't know. I never thought I was an unhealthy person. But at the same time, I always mm -hmm. felt like I yeah. did not have enough time to cook dinner. Yeah. And it, it it honestly blows my mind now that cooking dinner has become somewhat of a ritual that relaxes me a little oh, bit yeah. at the end of the day. And I look forward to it, mostly because I look forward to watching TV. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of a nice part of my day now. Yeah. And it just feels good. It feels good to just know that you're you're involved in what you're eating. You know, there's just something about creating something yourself and it being good and like just feeling that, like being proud of yourself. Cause I had a, one of my clients um, had never cooked and that's why she came to me. She's like, I want to learn how to meal prep. I want to learn how to cook. But there was this nervousness, like I can't do it. I don't know what to put together. And so, and I'm very laid back. I'm like, you'll, once you start tasting things, just, just play around with it. It's like artwork, you know, just throw some things together and see what comes out. Um, and so, but she is just loving it now and just like fully taking this on. And so she's always sending me pictures of like, look what I made tonight. And so there's just some sort of, just connection, like when you're cooking your own food and you know that like, okay, I just provided my family with something really healthy to eat. It tasted great. I can do this. I had the time to do this. Um, then you just feel so good inside. Um, so I, I think people just have the mindset that they don't have time, that they can't do it. They don't know how. And so that mindset just blocks them completely. So I always just say, just try it, just try Cause I was always, I don't have time to meal prep. Like what's this meal prep stuff that everyone's talking about? Like I, there's just no time, but once you actually do it, then, then it's, it saves you so much more during the week. So it's, I'm always just, just try it. And if it doesn't work out for your schedule, then that's fine. Um, but I always encourage people to try to cook at least once or twice a week to try on their day off of work to meal prep for an hour or whatever it is. And 
I love it. I play music, you know, just, just enjoy the time. Usually sometimes the kids will get involved and help and that can be stressful, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, it can be a family thing and, or it could just be your special time where you watch your Netflix or listen to music or whatever you want to do. So, Mm. yeah. And you know, you mentioned meal prep too, which um, is something also that I, apparently didn't used to do, but it got in the habit of doing of like, it's something so simple, right? But just saying, here's what we're going to eat Monday night. Here's what we're going to eat Tuesday night and making enough for leftovers for lunch, you know, so simple, but not Mm -hmm. something everybody does, you know? And, um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's worth the time. I definitely agree. Um, you mentioned that, people will see that they feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if you'll, you'll share a little bit more, maybe a few examples of how you've seen people's health change with changing the way they eat. Um, the main thing I see is just energy wise. Um, because when you're eating fast food or processed food and you're not eating fresh food from earth, there's, there's just, it sounds very hippie, but there's just no energy in that food. It just, it really is just like empty calories that does nothing for our bodies. And so when people start actually cooking for themselves and eating healthy, they just get this like this, this energy about them. They just feel more alive and more, and it's like, you almost just become more aware of your body, you know, like, I guess it's hard to explain until you actually like start doing it, but you just start to become more connected with yourself. And then now I've noticed that like, I I will now see symptoms coming. Like if I am getting sick with something, I'll start noticing now because I'm more aware of my body and what my body needs. So I'll know two, three days ahead, like I'm not feeling well, or I'm feeling more tired than normal or something's changed. So let's start adding some more lemon and more ginger and more parsley. And so we'll just, create meals that will just nourish our bodies if because we are aware of what's going on I feel like when you're kind of like the rush of life and you're just grabbing things to go and it's not really healthy and it's not really nourishing you and they're just the you've allowed the busyness of life to take over it's really hard to pick up on those very subtle things that your body is telling you And so that's, you know, that's why I love getting out in earth where you can really get connected with what you're eating and get connected with yourself and, and really be aware of those little subtle things. Cause your body will tell you when something's not right, but most of us ignore it or don't know what it is. And we hide it with, you know, over the counter things or whatever. And so, um, so yes. I kind of lost my train of thought. I kind of went off <laughs> No, not at all. I, you know, it's it's funny when you uh, describe this being connected with the earth and literally the energy of the food of the earth um, coming into your body when you eat and then dissipating throughout your body and, you know, kind of like out into your life, it it puts to words what I've felt the past Mm -hmm. couple of years. You know, I can never really explain how things have changed for me, but I guess um, I'm just a little bit more 
aware uh, of the energy, you know, moving through and around Mm me. Um, You know, we've talked a lot about food, but I know that you kind of look at health very uh, holistically. I I know food is obviously the biggest part, uh, but what are some of the other things that you leverage to live a more um, holistically conscious life? Um, We're just very... um... We're just like, like you love your animals. I think we had talked about this before. Um, Just kind of loving. I feel like things kind of go around in circle. Sorry. I knew that was going to happen. I love it. It's like, right. When you talk about loving your animals, (laughs) it's like, yes, it's like, I am here. (laughs) So this is, this is another little hippie thing that we, <laughs> that we believe in. And, and that is, um, we, my, my husband does eat meat. I do not eat meat, but when we do purchase meat, we make sure it is ethically raised and it's been in a healthy, calm environment because we really feel like the life of that animal, if they had suffered, if they were tortured, if they were scared, if they were sad, like all of that is in their body, it's in their cells, it's in their muscles. And so we really take that on when we eat animal products where they were raised in a very poor environment. And so that's one way that we are very conscious with the earth and with the food that we eat and what we are putting in our bodies. We make sure that um, we're just not exposing our bodies to to pain and suffering because I really feel like that has had a huge effect on people's lives. Um, and then we're also just very conscious of the chemicals that we surround ourselves by. Like, what are we being exposed to? What products are we using? Things like that. So we always want to like love on earth. We don't like to spray chemicals on our yard. You know, we like to just do the least amount of damage to the earth because I really feel like just in general, as people, we have caused a lot of damage to our earth and we, we take responsibility to, to do our part of nurturing it and loving it so that it can heal and that it will come back to us in some way that we have loved earth and that earth will love us back. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and imagine, I guess, the more and more people Mm -hmm. who do that, you know, it's, it's, um, we really have taken so much from the earth for so many years and, um, we really do each need to, to do our job kind of to get back to Mm -hmm. it. Right. And kind of replenish and rejuvenate and, and I love yeah, how like for we're sure. all stuck inside and the earth is he- healing. <laughs> so that just proves like how much damage we really do create. And we, I don't think everyone really recognizes that, but hopefully through everything that's going on right now, hopefully it will come out like, okay, so we weren't outside or we weren't at the beach. And so now look at how our water is becoming more clean and the animals are coming back and the coral is 
rejuvenating and all these things. So I'm hoping that this will bring a little bit more awareness to how we've been treating earth um, and hopefully make mm. some changes in our next generation coming up. So, yeah, yeah, I hope so too. I hope so too. And I think to your point, it's like, I do think that we're moving into a new us and a new humanity through this. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, I saw a picture the other day that said, said something like mother earth is, um, finally exercising her strong immune system or something like that. And it was like, okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, so you, you alluded to this a little bit earlier, but you haven't always been so focused on nutrition and, and I don't know that I, I don't know that I would say you haven't been focused on health, but I know that, that you have kind of changed yeah. quite a bit over the mm -hmm. past, I don't know, five mm -hmm. years or so. Um, I wonder if you'll talk a little bit about why, like how, how that came about. Um, it's actually a topic I don't talk about much unless asked. And that is just because it's such a uh, sensitive subject to other women and mothers. And that is uh, my youngest son, Lucas, who's now four and a half. Um, but when he was about six months old, so he, during his time of getting vaccines, when he was first born, well, okay, let's backtrack a little bit. When I had Jack, I'm a, I'm a nurse. And so when I had Jack, I was very much whatever the doctor says, you know, we just did everything that we were told we were supposed to do. And then for some reason, when I had Lucas, just something came over me that was like, this seems like a lot. This seems like a lot of vaccines. And so let's just cut it back a little bit and do a little bit at a time instead of like the whole shebang. And so, um, and I just give God the credit for kind of giving me that thought because when he was six months old, he just got two vaccines instead of like the six he was supposed to get. And he just had a, a weird reaction. He was like waving at the time and had good eye contact and, you know, it was like more interactive. And then after he received those vaccines, he just kind of like stared at us for two weeks. He stopped waving, he stopped clapping. He just really wasn't connecting with us. And just that experience, he ended up coming out of it. It took about two weeks to fully come out of it. But just that experience really just put this thought in my mind of what am I putting in my child? And so I don't talk about that a lot because I don't want to be labeled mm -hmm. as an anti-vaxxer or any of that. I don't want to get involved in any mm -hmm. of those things, but it just, um, mm -hmm. it really opened our eyes to what are we exposing ourselves to? What are we putting in our children? And so it wasn't just the vaccines that led to what food am I putting in my child? What, mm -hmm. you know, I was the mom that like sprayed Lysol all over the toys and all this stuff. And then, then they put it in their <laughs> mouth. And like, I look back now, it's like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> my kid's like eating Lysol. Cause I was just, like, <laughs> Well, we all thought yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. it just became this snowball of like, what are we exposing ourselves to? What am I putting in my body? What am I putting in their body? And so we just, just completely did a 180 and we said, you know what, we're going to start loving our bodies and we're going to start nurturing our bodies because at the time my husband and I said, okay, let's just take a break. And it was 
we agreed with the doctor, we're going to stop vaccines for now and just let him kind of grow up a little bit and, and see if he can kind of grow out of this. Um, cause we didn't want to keep introducing things that could have caused further damage. And so mm -hmm. at that mm -hmm. point I was like, okay, if I can't protect him with the vaccine, how am I going to protect him? And food is what came to me. So I just kind of came to it. I was on a mission as a mother to say, okay, I'm going to keep him healthy through food and through a healthy environment and all of these things. So we just like completely changed our lives and grew a garden and just changed how we lived. And it just has kind of evolved, evolved from there. And where did you start with the change? So, um, when you kind of decided, okay, I, I want to think differently about food. Um, did you start first with a garden or did you start by researching? Do you um, remember? We started just with choosing healthier foods at the store. Um, like before all of this, it was hot dogs and boxed rice aroni and <laughs> You know, it was like things that I ate as a child that I gave Jack. And so it was just food that didn't really have any value to it. And so it started with just that, like, okay, let's start juicing. Let's start making smoothies. Let's start just making more things fresh. Um, and then it was, okay, let's, let's do this ourselves. Let's try to grow a garden and get even more things available. Um, because I feel like there's less waste that way. Like I hated like going to the store and buying all these things for juices and smoothies and then it wilt three days later, you know? Mm -hmm. So we were like, mm -hmm. okay, well let's, let's do a garden. And so we can just pick what we need and that way it'll save us money. And it will just, it, we know that it's chemical free. We know it's from our dirt. We know that it's, it's safe. And so we went with that and it's just kind of continued. And now we want to just share that love with everybody else with our nonprofit. And so it's just going. So who knows where else we'll be in a few years, but that's where we all started. I, um, I love that you shared your story and I appreciate you sharing it because I think, um, you know, Vaccines, like you said, vaccines are one thing, but but everything that we put into our bodies and then what we put into our children's bodies, I mean, it can cause uh, a lot of stress yes. and, and a lot of worry. And you want to kind of know what are what exactly is going in there. And I think that's one um, that's one huge benefit of cooking your own food. Mm -hmm. You know, you you know yes. what's going in there instead of looking at the back of a box and kind of wondering what is. Yeah. What are these yeah. things? And it's like, um, I don't know how that's pronounced, but I think it's probably okay. Exactly. exactly. I mean, it says it's healthy on the front or it says it's natural or whatever. Uh -huh. it's, it says it's organic yeah. and natural, but I don't know what that word is. Exactly. exactly. So I do you think there's a lot to be said for knowing what it is we're putting in our bodies, even, um, cleaning supplies, like you said, or, um, skincare, mm -hmm. you know, I've been having some conversations around skincare and just how skin mm -hmm. is like our largest organ. And, and so you're, you're putting things yeah. in, you know, so yeah. Yeah. What are you guys most excited about right now? I'm just excited to see like where God takes this nonprofit. Um, I, I just feel like it could grow into something so big and we've just started. We just officially got, you know, 501c3 approval in January. So we're just babies right now. Um, and so 
I know that this could be something huge. And so I'm just excited to see how many lives we're able to touch and, and how big this can grow and, and just where, where God takes it. So. Before we enter the simple idea part of the segment, I wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for being a listener and thank you for supporting me and this work that I do for Four Animals for Earth. I really appreciate your support. I'd also like to invite you to learn more about the resources that we offer on our website at fouranimalsforearth.com. I've put together a booklet of 50 simple ideas to make a difference that summarizes the various posts that are on our blog right now and other ideas that I think can be worked into daily life without too much stress to make it happen. You can get a copy at bit.ly 50 simple ideas. That's the number 50. So it's bit.ly slash five zero simple ideas. I hope that you'll find something there that speaks to you. Uh, it's not about doing all 50 ideas. It's about finding one or two that seem realistic to you and that you could try, you know, throwing into your everyday life. Now let's go ahead and jump into the one simple idea to make a difference part of our show. I like to wrap things up with one simple idea. So, you know, we talked about a ton of different things today, but if someone is listening and thinking, um, okay, yeah, that sounds, sounds interesting. I'd like to, you know, maybe think differently about the food I'm eating. Um, but I'm not really sure where to start. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that person? Um, I would say just start with yourself. Kind of maybe do if a food journal is your thing or just simply kind of a day-to-day kind of sit down like, okay, what did I eat today? What did I drink today? How did that make me feel? Um, What can I do differently tomorrow? I think people are very hard on themselves And they want to achieve this, you know, like Instagram perfect life status. And so I'm very much of just like, just change. What can you change for tomorrow? Not a big deal. Like if I, okay, I ate pizza and ice cream all day today. Okay, that's fine. Well, let's do it. (laughs) So let's try to add an apple tomorrow. You know, it's like, just make small steps and just kind of what works with your life. Um, and where are you at right now? So I think if people just kind of bring awareness to themselves and say, okay, where am I? Where's my starting point? Where, what would I, what could I change for tomorrow? Um, and just make little baby steps. Like it doesn't have to be a, okay, I have to go home, go to Whole Foods and spend $500 and, and clean everything out. It can simply be just, okay, each day I'm going to try to add something fresh and something healthy or I'm going to try to cook one homemade meal this week. And it's going to be something real small, but I'm going to cook it fresh from home. It can be these little baby steps. And um, I'm always available if anyone wants to email me or contact me. Um, I'm always open for some free advice and um, helping anyone out that needs help. So I, I love that. And, and how would you like people to get in touch with you? What's the best way? Um, email is probably the best way. Um, and then they can always follow me on Instagram or Facebook. 
So, and we have our, we have our nonprofit on there and I'm essentially infused home on there. And then we have our natural freedom farm. So, so anyway, you can contact me that way or through email. I'll, I'm always checking my stuff to see uh, who's sending messages. So. I love that. And I love that you're so open and willing to help people. And I know that you genuinely are. I know you're not just saying that, you know, yeah. it's like, I know you and I know that you genuinely love to help people. And um, yeah, I know how hard it is. I know like busy moms and just kind of trying to figure life out and trying to do the best you can. And so like, I, I know where I started and so I can definitely relate to, to all levels, <laughs> all <laughs> levels of crazy. So, <laughs> right, right. Something we all have in common, right? We yes. all have levels of crazy. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you so much for thank being you. on and chatting. Um, thank you. I really, I really loved it. I really loved it. Thank you. And that's all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If so, please consider hitting subscribe, rating or reviewing us, telling a friend, any or all of the above truly make a difference. The more people we can reach, the more people I can find to interview and the bigger impact we can make together. Keep an eye on your feed. We'll be back soon with the next episode. Thanks. Bye.